social media, if it's not making you feel good, you have to ask yourself, why are you on it? And how can you change it? So unfollow people that don't make you feel good or block them or freeze them or whatever it is you do. But make your phone more positive an experience or else it's not worth it. It's not worth it if you want to be an athlete. It really isn't. Because we have kids who are in the NCAA, they want to become NFL, NHL, or, or NBA, and they're on their phone seven hours a day. That's, you won't do it. I can guarantee you it's under three hours a day, folks. Lost again, looking right through. It's intercepted. Picked up by Alex Molden. Welcome to the Shark Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm an NFL veteran of eight years, and now I'm an author, leadership and personal development coach, and international speaker. In this podcast, you will learn strategies to get unstuck in life and find your influence. You will hear inspirational and value-packed stories from former and current elite-level athletes, successful entrepreneurs, and experts in the field of personal development. My mission is to help former elite-level athletes find their identity and utilize their influence to create a life of impact. My guest this week on The Shark Effect is Larissa Mills. Now, Larissa, I was on a panel with her uh, a while back, and she was dropping so many nuggets of information that can help not just athletes, but all people improve on their mental game. She was telling us about how impactful social media, social media is, and really the phone, and how we need to be able to start to implement some of these things with within the phone that can be able to help us, especially us athletes. But um, I'm really excited for this conversation for you guys to, to, to listen to her. She's the CEO of the Mental Cam Academy, uh, mental skills educator and coach. And she's equipping athletes with mental skills, um, with healthy phone habits and EQ to prevent mental health issues and addictions. And she, I'm going to let her kind of dive into her story, but she has over 30 years of coaching with diverse athletes. And so she knows what she's talking about and she has a lot of success. So be ready to, uh, to, to hope you got your, your notepad because she dropped some valuable information that I know can help um, all of us. All right, let's go. So Larissa, I... I'm very excited to have this conversation with you, especially having it recorded because I had a chance to chop it up with you a couple of weeks ago Yeah, uh, where we were on a, a panel. I don't know what the panel we each had like a 30 minute kind of, yeah. Um, yeah. kind of deal where, you know, we kind of put whatever our, our knowledge was or expertise, whatever you want to call it. But I, I remember sticking around to hear your part because you talk oh, about hey. the mental, the mental game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm always looking to surround myself with people who know more than more than me on different areas that can affect people to make them better, but especially athletes. And so can you tell my listeners a little bit about um, yeah. what you do and the impact that you have on, on these athletes? Well, how long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> like, the give me a, a give me a shorten. Give me a juicy. A juicy. We're, we're partnering with now is longer than this podcast. It's crazy. <laughs> like it's just it's so great, and I'm so happy. But it's needed. Yeah. Oh, and that's why we're we're needed. So therefore, it's just going like wildfire. 
right? Yep. So yep. I think I'm going to go back to where I was a coach and I was Love an you. athlete and they're different. So when I was an athlete, I didn't have phones. I could focus on my game, my skills. I, I had more connection with people. I had more friends. We did tons of dumb stuff together. It was so fun, like a normal upbringing, right? That wasn't recorded yeah. for all the world to know. Oh, we had goodness, no phones. Yeah. If I wanted to talk to my boyfriend, I had to go, like, we had a little phone pad beside our phone. And so I had to rent the phone with my brother because my brother and I would fight over the phone all night. Okay. Right? Talk on the phone. So, you know, we. Hold on. We, so, did you have a phone? I just. Did you have a phone in your bedroom or was it out? We had a the, phone on the wall. Like a yeah, wall. Where like, everybody, yeah, okay. Yeah, gotcha. so the whole family had to use like one of the five phones in the house, but it was all attached to something, right? Okay, so yeah. So if you wanted to go and talk with a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a friend, you had to like run home and you could only book your time based on when you didn't have homework or your chore. Mm, so my dad made us book our time to chat. So, you know, fine. He had standards for us. We had organization and then all of a sudden I started, you know, I, I, I took a master's in science of education and I learned how the brain learns, right? Mm. That actually came up to uh, be more of a uh, topic in the last 10 years and me using my master's in the last little bit, because what we're seeing now is kids are on their phones looking at everything else but talking. And that's a very important fact medically, because the more we talk, the more our brains fight off dementia, fight off MS, fight off neurological disorders, fight off all of that. But it's only because our brains are only healthy, actually. I learned this through talking to different neurologists, is that our brains need, we need to talk all day. We're social. So I started to coach years ago teams in my city. And speak to the athletes, even some NHL players that came back because I owned a Pilates studio. And they're like, I don't come to the Pilates. I come for you to talk to me. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, thanks. He goes, no, 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 we like the Pilates. But you give me a different perspective on how I should be focusing. And then I work more efficiently. And that was like, I was like, cool. Okay, cool. If I'm having, If I'm having that effect, cool. And then it developed into, okay, but now I'm having problems with my phone. And these are elite athletes. And I'm thinking, oh, well, okay, well, do you have the control app? Get Download the control app. Book time on your phone. So if you want to hang out on your phone, book the time. But what are you on? Like, what's more important than the person in front of you? What's more important than going out to a beer with your friend or going out to a movie or playing golf with them versus, you know, texting them back and forth 150 times on Snapchat, right? So it developed into this thing where all of a sudden I started teaching education to teams and then they would be like, okay, now can you talk to my kid's team? Okay, can, now can you talk to my other kid's team? Because we were reducing their phone use and now all of a sudden they were increasing their mental skills. So it's like if we were to take an opulent, like a different tag, a, a, a different diagram, the more we increase technology use, our social skills and brain function just delay. They actually delay. So delay. We, we're seeing now with 16-year-olds that they now have the mentality, the functionality of a 14-year-old. Oh, boy. Right? So 
If you've been on a phone for 16,000 hours by 16, we know that you are delayed in your cognitive, psychological, emotional, even your physical development. Like I have kids who can't run around a gym. They're 14. Wow. Right. So I changed my, my policies around my own uh, volleyball athletes or immediately when phones came in. And I was the only team winning. I'm like, whoa, well. I'm about to say, how did you do that? How did you, they're like, how did you police that? Or what? Okay. Oh, okay. How did I police that? So what I did was my dad, he gave me this old metal toolbox back in like 2020 or 2002 or whatever. And he's right. like, put all these suckers in there, lock them away. Because they kept coming over to their phones and checking them in the middle of practice when they had a water break. And I'm like, no, this is not cool. This is a lack of focus. Then they would go on and see something and they would play completely differently. They would be upset, sad, angry, moody. I mean, social media makes us question ourselves and that's what we don't want athletes to do. And there's so much, if you read any of our articles, we are very medically oriented. So we work with the American, uh, British, Australian, and Canadian pediatric societies, and that's where we get our data from. So now there's so much information, especially from Dr. Twenge, who's finding that the more social media children are on, the more delayed they are. All of those delays that you just talked about, psychological, physical, emotional, physical. Uh, yeah, but on top, here's the cherry on the top. The cherry on the top is not only are their brains delayed, now they can't cope with what they're seeing on their phones. So their brains aren't actually able to interpret the videos, the comments, the maturity, and it makes them feel even worse about themselves. So what's interesting, and I'm not going to advocate for this, is that people who game two hours a day versus people who go on social media for two hours a day, there's a difference in confidence. Whereas the gamers don't have the lack of confidence because they're not comparing themselves. They're just playing a game, right? So it's interesting. However, there's problems with gaming later on, which I can share, but it's how late you go on, how long you go on. Is there money at stake? Like, you know, we get, we're having major gambling issues now on phones with teenagers, Mm. right? But the social media is directly affecting self-esteem and confidence. And it brings down an athlete's performance. Just. And those those two are the things that, that I want or that I really thrived on, right? Is my confidence and self-esteem. You know, because that's that for me was linked to the amount of work that I used to put in, whether it's yeah. in the weight room or out in the field. Yeah. Like you start to with there's endorphins or whatever. But man, I felt really good about myself when I worked hard. And that gave me more confidence. And of yep. course, the stuff that I learned, like the techniques and skills yeah. development, that just gave me confidence. That's the last thing I want. And that's know, the for, hardest thing for us now. It's my biggest challenge daily. because. Almost 80% of the kids coming to us think negatively about themselves and have no confidence. So in order to be any athlete, you know that you can't be in fear mode. You've got to be in beast mode to be confident in fear. Who cares about making a mistake? I'm going to go get the ball. That's my job. And you, and you think it, you dream it, you practice it. That's your job. Now I have kids who are like, I wonder if I should do this. Oh, no, I wonder if people are going to take pictures. Or I wonder, um, and they're hesitant about everything. 
And so we're, we're kind of working with this hesitant athlete. And it's really frustrating when, when parents are adding layers of stress onto this scenario that don't help the athlete and coaches who don't know how to ha- handle this new, distractive, uncommunicative athlete, unless they have training. So we do have that coaching training, but we do have an athlete program to help kids reduce their phone use, but up their mental skills. That's the only way to move forward in sports in all like parents, coaches, and athletes, the whole ecosystem has to move forward like that. And this is all sports. This isn't just hockey or soccer, right? Nope. This is all in sports. fact, it's more noticeable in team sports to us. In team sports. Yep. And why is that? Because in why is that do you think? It it's from what we're observing and what we're noting already who we're working with. So it's interesting because if we have twelve people or let's say you're like playing soccer, you need to communicate. Like, you yeah. need to communicate. Football, you need to communicate. Hockey, you need to communicate. Basketball, you need to communicate. Volleyball. And it's like our level of communication and vocalization, they're afraid to speak up. They're having, coaches say they're having a problem finding leaders on teams now because they won't speak up because kids are too nervous about taking that role or speaking out, which is really worrisome to me. That's the biggest problem we have. And coaches are saying that until we have more confidence, they can't get that captaincy or that leadership role, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That worries me because now it's translating to teams. And here's the interesting fact, fun fact. As soon as we go and work with a team, their mental IQ goes up. So does their communication. And then they start winning. It's like a translatable, it translates to everything, right? Yeah. I love that. doesn't matter what team, but individual sports, we can work individually with the athlete and they don't need to communicate with anyone. So mm-hmm. you're not going to see it in a sport as much that doesn't need communication, except you need communication between your coach and you. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Yep. What are some of the things that us parents, what can we start to oh, yeah. um, either add or subtract from you know, from the kids in our house, like automatically, like I think, man, I'm going to take his phone. I'm going to take my daughter's phone. Mm -hmm. If this starting becomes too much of a distraction for us, like, you know, academics, that's number one. So you can be on your phone. Yep. If you want, you ain't going to have it in your room at night. Nope. No, it's going to be as, as, as an alarm. And then, you know, so you're not going to have that. No, we put alarms on your grades. If your grades start to go down. Okay. So, so give, give I have, me my listeners some I'll give tips. You, I'll give you five. So, number, Oh, I love this. Give me five. I like numbers. They're not too five. high. Five is perfect. Okay. So number one is what you touched on because all children revolve around their sleep, right? Us as parents, yeah. I, I consider myself and you are too. You're a high performance parent, right? We have, hopefully, I, we're not perfect, but we have high levels and success rates of working with people. Mental skills, our resilience, our coping mechanisms, we are able to help transfer that to our our own children, right? However, parents out there, many today, don't have these skills. So here's how we can start. Phones are not to be in rooms. They end up in trouble, legal trouble, usually after 10 o'clock at night. Phones come out of the room after 10, an hour before bed to help the brain. See, the brain is the biggest part that's the most important part here 
The brain needs to relax in order to go to sleep. We put mm -hmm. journals, mental skills practice with the athlete before bed, alarm clocks back in the room. They don't get a choice. Once you're over this hurdle as a parent, the first, like raising them from a younger age, it's not a big deal. The kid is mm -hmm. already accustomed to, yeah, I don't need, and then here's the kicker. The kids that we change this for, they're relieved. It's exhausting mm -hmm. them because what we're doing is keeping them up and keeping their heart rates up so they're not performing in the morning. Right? Gotcha. Number one, rooms out of the, phones are out of the rooms. Phones have to go on, we call it a screen routine. So your whole family, design your whole family screen routine so that you get time as a family in the evening somewhere at night. You're not all in front of the TV scrolling on a phone. Right? Because mm -hmm. yeah. we, we fell into that and that's something we didn't like. So we ended up putting control apps on the kids' phones. And that's another thing you can do about time. Okay. If you are allowed to go on your phone from 7 to 8, then it's 7 to 8. Do what you need to do from 7 to 8. But I'm going to monitor also um, what you're doing because I'm, I'm not quite sure you're graduated from my Mills MGA program yet to after 18. My daughter yeah. graduated. She's, not, she's 20, right? She knew what she was doing. She was well behaved on her phone from a young age. Uh, I checked for bullying and cyberbullying. I saw nudity. I saw all sorts of things on her phone, like that people did. So it made yeah. me really nervous, right? And if you yeah. don't check phones randomly, you can't help them when you're you're in a teachable moment. Like, no, you can't contribute to the cyberbullying attack, right? Mm -hmm. You are not going to behave this way. If you see cyberbullying or bullying, or she's seen a whole lot worse, right? So we had to educate her, educate her through that. So that was our first person. So talking to them about what is acceptable online is also part of that, right? But setting up a screen routine. Screen routine. Screen routine. Like what's your nighttime routine and what's your morning routines Your phones start there? The daytime, no phone should be at school because if it's a, if it's a school mindset you want, then work at school. If it's a performance mindset, then then you're in your sport. If you're in friend mode, let go. Have fun. Do what you want. I encourage our athletes to go out. They're like, what? I'm like, no, go out. Go to movies. Go to mini golf. Go bowling. Go go to a drive-in. They're like, what's a drive-in? I'm like, go to a drive-in. <laughs> I'm like, woo. So it, it's it's back to, it's actually back to social basics socializing with your kids too and and having a dialogue with your kids just a dialogue yeah yeah well, you know it's, it's interesting because you know you talk about they are relieved right when you take oh, the phone or you, or you set you set these boundaries or these parameters and, and whatnot and i feel like the most um i want to say chill relaxed that i feel throughout the year is on our our annual father-daughter camping trip. I was going to say, we do, I'm waiting for you we to go, do that. I'm waiting for you to do yeah. a trip. Oh, absolutely. We, yeah, we go on a trip. Yeah. We're out in the woods. We're in the sticks, the Wi-Fi. Yep. You you use your phone as a camera only because yep. you ain't got no Wi-Fi. Yep. So for me, it's like, what they say, off the grid? You're off grid. So I get off the grid, so I'm not checking my phone. I'm not checking emails. I'm not any of that type of stuff. And it's just like, man, I have the best time. I'm connected with it's the focused. kids. I'm like, it's yeah, connected. with the other dads. Oh, and your brain, so much. your brain is so used to being like you're literally 
one of the best things, listeners, I'm going to share with your, your, you and your family is to go get a pop can. Get the pop can out for everybody in your family. And for two days, whenever you go on your phone, shake your pop can. And after 48 hours, I dare you all to open the pop cans on your favorite rug in your house. That's how your mm. brain feels after being on a phone. It's irritated. Wow. It's angry. It's moody. Your adrenal glands work overtime. Your heart rates up. Like, If you're anything like me and you take your protein powders or protein supplements and you've been doing it for years, if not decades, I think it's very important to understand that because of some of the artificial sweeteners that are in it, it can cause havoc on your gut health. A healthy and robust internal microbiome is so important for great brain health because most of our neurotransmitters are produced in the gut. And once I found this out, everything changed for me. And so I'm coming to you today because Nudora, I believe, is the answer. Nudora Probiotic is a natural solution that can help replenish the beneficial bacteria in your gut. It can help with weight loss, reducing pain and inflammation, help improve sleep, help with digestion, reduce belly fat, and increases energy. I think this because this is the secret weapon. So go to Nodora.com and make sure you use Shark Effect 25 to get 25% off your next order. We had a kid who was on his phone. He had a morning hockey game. He yeah. had an afternoon hockey game for, for a tournament. And in the morning, kids will always perform better, right? But yeah. when they go home and they have five, six hours off, they all want to go on their their phones. But in our for our athletes, they're like, you're allowed 20 minutes. You have to go put your legs up, hydrate, eat, roll, and then you're allowed to watch a movie or rest. Our athletes that go and do this perform way better in their second games, actually, than the whole teams. Mm. Because the phone has added an, another, their heart rates up for another three hours, another at 140 beats per minute almost. Like that's substantial. So it feels like you've gone and ran for another three hours, but you haven't. And now you're going back to play 90 minutes of hockey and you're already, it's almost like you've got, now this is your third game of hockey. Yeah. So you wonder why kids aren't focused either. Cause they're just, it's like too much stimulation for our brains. We're not used to, I'm irritated. So it's interesting how I, I changed my lifestyle because I was getting addicted to my phone like 15 years ago. And I had to hire somebody to come because I don't know much about tech. So I had to hire somebody to come and set up my laptop to work for me. No notifications. I could work and post my social media. I could work and have it here. And all my passwords were here, not my phone. And then I'm less likely I don't go on social media unless I'm posting. So I actually work probably two or three more hours efficiently a day than just, you know, scrolling halfway through that. You can't function like that. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. So keep going with the tips. Tips. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's number three. I would like to cover it from the coach's side. Okay. 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 Can we, so, I mean, if you're heading up a larger league or an institution or a prep academy, there are lots of things that we can do. Uh, they, we've gone as far as we do ban phones in many schools and it has changed the whole lifestyle of the, the whole academies 
It's amazing. They've gone back. They call it back to the 70s. That's what they call it. Because it feels, it feels there's more respect. There's more time. People are not as irritated. People are not as impulsive. Even adults are more calm, right? Because it's about not being on your phone and about talking. So some of the things I do with teams, we set up boundaries and rules, right? So if you have a WhatsApp, try and limit your kids to having one one place where they get information, not three places, right? Like what? Uh, like like a like, like a team snap. Okay. Okay. Like, gotcha. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Right. But right. don't have, but don't have team snap email and 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 sports engine. Yeah. yeah sports yeah, engine. So, so you're asking them to go on their phone more. So one thing, one right. thing, just one thing, one mode of discussion: WhatsApp or team snap, like whatever you want, but just one. Uh, the other thing is where are their phones going at practice? Ours, for our athletes, we recommend they don't come out of the car. Phones stay in the mm. car. It solves okay. all the problem and security issues. And unless there's a security issue, then we have safety boxes. They're called phone boxes now. And only the coach has the code to get in or out. Or like your pop's toolbox. Oh, the old metal one that he gave me? The old metal one, yeah. Dunk like old nails? Yeah, like that. Okay. Yeah, so they come in and then it said, and then I say on the box, now get into your sport mindset. That's a way. Game on. We'll focus. They do their visualization and they do their mental skills routines while they're getting prepared or whatever routine you have to set up for your, like hockey's different than football, different from basketball, different from squash, golf, like get your warm-up routine going. Where's your mental skills practice in there for training, right? Because you need that. You need your brain warmed up. You need to be clear. And then you can focus and do whatever. You, they can go out and do whatever they want to as long as they feel good up here. doesn't matter, right? Uh, also talk about parents. The parents are posting more about children today than children. Wow. Right? Wow. So they're, they're boasting and posting more about their children's successes. And I only, uh, people are like, well, you post about your kids. I said, yeah, but I have a private account. And I asked my child if I can post. My one child will never post. My other child won't, he doesn't like it at all. And the other child, I'm like, I only put up stuff to private accounts, right? Mm -hmm. Or, or, and I don't include his face very often, right? Like that's, right? So there's things that I can do and can't do. I'm very careful and think about, I'm not just going to post everything. I don't want to because his performance is him. And when I perform and I do something well, I'll brag about myself if I want to, but I normally don't. I'm pretty confident, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Unless it's something like for work where it's like, I'm so happy this happened for this kid. Yeah. Right? Like we had a teaching moment. We had a, a huge growth moment with an athlete or an athlete that didn't make a team and then they went back and nailed it. Like good stories where, and they give us permission to post about them too. Gotcha. Right? So we do gotcha. it very carefully as well but parents have to be careful because there can be some missteps on posting as well and saying inappropriate things and the wrong things and start a whole cyberbullying thing so i'm very strict about we don't talk about games online except for in a positive way if we lose there's no blaming and shaming because ultimately it's my responsibility as the coach if we lose no one else's mine a lot of coaches don't see it that way they blame their kids i blame myself 
Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. What is something that, like, when you first started, when you first started getting information? Oh, yeah. And then up to the point, so when you first started going down this oh. this rabbit hole, and then it was hard to get some it. of the things that have changed and what you know now. What is, you know, some of the things that yep. that you have learned over the years yep. from not just what, you know, the phone can do, but the other distractions that can possibly be coming, um, coming down the, the pipeline if you don't control it, whether it's more TV or is it just the phone? Or we don't, we don't find as much trouble with TV okay. because the TV okay. doesn't have, it has issues with it, but it doesn't have addictive formulas and properties like social media has designed it, it to come to you right like if i keep yeah. hitting on botox i'm gonna keep getting botox ads right like just say as an example yeah. if i keep hitting bathing suits and i'm 16 years old and i keep seeing people in bathing suits they start to question how they look in a bathing suit boy or girl mm. right okay. so there's the difference with that um to go back to your question i've noticed two things since we have been piloting our programs across different sports we started without teaching phones, eh? We didn't, we didn't teach anything about phones. We were teaching mental skills first and doing exercises. And I couldn't get them off their phones to do it. So I was like, okay, so how am I going to do this? And how am I going to do this? This was before the pandemic. Like we were in person. It was fine. I had their attention. But when we had to go virtual, and now all these kids are eighty nine percent of all children, almost Alex, uh, under the name or under age of eighteen, are addicted to their phones in a way or not. So how was I going to get them to be intrinsically motivated and want to do better, but feel okay about reducing their phone time? So I had to add all these educational modules in, add go back to school, take more courses myself. And, and we have psych and I have behavior and all that, but I had to understand what was going on in their brain. I had to understand the brain chemistry. As soon as we teach them about their brain and how dopamine and cortisol spike heart rates and make you nervous in your tummy, and then how they deplete you and then they drain you so you can't perform the second time in the day or take away from your first, and you increase your chance of reco recovery so you'll get injured more the next day, they make their own choice. So I don't say to them, get off your phones. I don't say that. We actually go to the point where we're like, here's what happens to your brain. Here's what happens to your body. This is what you're doing 200 hours a month to your nervous system. Are you okay with this? Because your coach wants performance. And now eventually we're seeing their organization saying part of their, their parent education is your phones are now out of your rooms. The phones are now going to be under control. And we're going to ask you to reduce your child's social media as well. There are, mm -hmm. It's now come to the point where the pendulum has gone this far and it's got to come back because if you're the only edge left in any sport is mental and phones. That's it. Yeah. And it's so, it's such a big, uh, you talk about an edge. Like it's an edge. An edge. There's one thing like the physical edge being a certain speed or yeah, height. Now or it's not. Whatever quickness and all that other stuff. But I was trying to you know always get like what's another edge how i slept um mm -hmm. more my recovery right but then like this mental aspect i'm so intrigued by that yeah yeah it's amazing as soon as we give keep give kids strategies to stop negative self-talk and find their confidence they go beast mode they're happy kids 
they, I don't care what sport it is. They just go crazy in it. They're just phenomenal. And they're like, yeah, I'm done. I don't need you anymore. I'm like, good. That's my job. Right. My yeah, good is yeah. to make you fly the coop, right? Yeah. So when you feel that you're ready, they, t- they kind of tell us there's a few, there's many ways in which they tell us, oh, I feel good. No, I, my showcase, my tryout was excellent. Like I felt so prepared. And when they start yeah. to say to you, like, Coach Mills, I feel so much smarter than everyone else. <laughs> I love it. And I'm, I'm like, well, now you're going to get even smarter than everyone else. You think you're here, there. and now you're just going to go here again. Yeah. And it's interesting because it gives them such an advantage in coachability and scouting and recruiting. They have the arc athletes will have the whole package. They just don't have skills. They have life skills, ex- executive functioning skills. They're planning their businesses all on their own. Yeah. See, that's what I'm looking for. You know, yeah. when you, um, these athletes, as athletes, and then the farther up you go, the more elite you want to, yeah, you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But there's so many, so many good things that come from that. Yes. I, I guess the, the fruit that comes from all the, the sacrifice and the discipline. And so the discipline is what I'm hearing you. It takes discipline. It takes discipline from the athletes, but also from the parents yep. and the oh. coaches. So once you once you know these things, and yep. if you try to question it, I'm sure there's, I mean, from listening to you, there's data out there that tells you the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for the truth. So now I can be able to like, hey, you tell me you want to have, you want to get a scholarship. Yep. These are the different steps. Well, the one thing that could be stopping you is the discipline of, this yeah being on the phone and what is that what are the steps you need to take yeah can you talk can you talk a little bit about what What? your academy your academy the mental game academy what is that about well mental game academy it's 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 evolving also into the mental game leadership academy because the ncaa is wanting actually exactly how we started off this podcast is more leadership in their athletes and that comes Mm. from How do we talk to people? How do we communicate? How do we have difficult conversations? How do we mediate? How do we tell people we don't like something when I have to be an advocate for myself? We're really struggling in that area right now for kids. So that's one Mm -hmm. thing we do. But our mental game program called Sharpen Your Pro Athlete or Sharpen Your Student Athlete Edge, like for prep schools, um, we actually are helping schools, school curriculum, sports, sport leagues, Olympic level, uh, Premier League. Uh, everything MLS soccer whatever it doesn't matter MLB it doesn't matter what sport they take a 12 10 12 week course with us we teach them phone habits how to mitigate social media how to talk to yourself productively efficiently and positively it's not just positive everyone says be positive well I'm sorry please stop talking it's it's not it's not just positive how do you be positive so we teach them the skills to be effective and productive, not just positive, right? There's more to it than that. How to be, how to stop negative self-talk, how to come out of an ad- adversary or, or a situation that's challenging and not even be affected by it. That's our goal, right? So we're giving you coping mechanisms. So we teach cognitive behavioral strategies. We help them figure out in their brain, which, which way their brain works. This, that's where the real work is. That's where the athletes are like, oh, my brain doesn't work that way. It works this way. And then they're like, I thought it was just me. I'm like, no, it's just your brain likes to think this way. So let's work this way with your brain. And it's amazing how each athlete, all your brains work differently. 
as soon as we find a way in which we can help your thought process work, you're on fire. They're on fire, right? And we get the parents to help, and the parents love it. I haven't had a parent yet who has not liked our program to help their app. Now, is this a, is it an online or is it it's, hybrid? You, you can do it, it. Yeah, you can do it online and get it sent out to you and drip it out to you, what whatnot. We have sport agencies where we have that as well. Or you can have us down for showcases. We do camps. We teach teams virtually mostly because they're they don't want to travel any more than they already do. Mm-hmm. So we just do it right here. And uh we have a we set it we set them up in their classrooms privately. They're monitored for safety. Um we have a lot of um work for the athletes to do but we also customize it for them as well and then we have elite athletes who we work with more one-on-one yeah wow uh larissa so you know the last last minute or two can you give us just i want to scrape the plate with you because you have so much knowledge we can be on here for a couple of hours yeah we we, we haven't even covered gaming we haven't even colored covered like like confidence we haven't covered resilience i know we haven't covered it no so just give me like what are some some other tools or tips that you can help um because i'm gonna i'm gonna have to have you on again sure today was more like i wanted to like is this a warm-up especially with social media this is the warm-up because my my listeners need to have more of larissa in their lives there you go um but give us some more uh, or I want to scrape the scrape the plate yep. in terms of like social media. Oh, okay. Um, and what and with these athletes, oh, okay. what are some some other things that okay. they should start to pay attention to or take away? Okay. One um, of the one of from, yeah. Uh, one of the things I'm yeah. going to say is that first of all, I want you to ask yourself a question, a very honest question: Is your social media making you happy or sad? Start there, because right. I can guarantee there's going to be a no. Like it doesn't make you feel good. So let's look at how can your social media, if you don't want to be tempted to go TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, back to Snapchat, YouTube. It's like, it's a cycle. That's a, that's a lot. It's, it's four or five hours a night, right? So it's exhausting. It's exhausting to the body. So what can you reduce? Just look at your phones yourself. What can you reduce? What can you control using a control app from your provider? There's free ones from your provider. And how do you want to choose to live the rest of your life on your phone or in life? Do you want to reach your goals or get really good at using your phone? Right? Like I think, I think my number one post on LinkedIn was, uh, if you, the more you touch a ball, the more you touch a puck, the better you are at your sport. But the more you touch your phone, you're just better at your phone. Right. So let's reduce the time we're on social media because it actually affects you as a person, your actual confidence, your interpretation, how you feel about yourself. I would rather you go outside, get a friend, do anything to get off. So anything, get a buddy system going. That's another thing you can say. Um, I can't say anything yet, but we're hitting a really big advertising campaign for ways for kids nationally can reduce their phone time. So we're, we're going to get there, I think, in the next few months. So there's ways in which you can have team challenges, too, in classroom, right? right? There's lots yeah. of things we do. But social media, if it's not making you feel good, you have to ask yourself, why are you on it? And how can you change it? So 
unfollow people that don't make you feel good or block them or freeze them or wherever it is you do. But make your phone more positive in the experience or else it's not worth it. It's not worth it if you want to be an athlete. It really isn't. Because we had kids who are in the NCAA, they want to become NFL, NHL, or, or NBA, and they're on their phone seven hours a day. That's, you won't do it. I can guarantee you it's under three hours a day, folks. I can guarantee you. That's what I, okay, so it's under three under, hours a day. You need to be, our team, Canada athletes, and our ones going professional are close to two, two or three, because it's also, what are you doing? So we get them to focus on their friends, right, instead of social media. Focus on the friend part. That also helps. Yeah. Get your good, close friends, the people who make you feel good, get rid of everybody else. Okay. Because they won't make you feel good. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's all that's right. That's just a little bit. It usually takes us three hours to go through. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like the summer. Well, that's well, okay. Well, this is one of the things I want people to know about your academy. So, and, and you cover that. So where can people, yep. um, where do they go? They can where go, do they to, go the to find mental, more of you and oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. mental. The mentalgameacademy.ca. Fine. That's our website. You can actually book us for team webinars, coaching seminars. I'm actually speaking at different coaching associations. I help, We can help, but we always book a demo with your coach or your team first. Um, that's how you can get started. You can also find yeah. us over on Instagram, right? The Mental Game Academy. Uh, we're on Facebook. There's a good parent following there. Actually, I'm really proud of our parents on there. They're doing such great things at home. They're really changing their lives for their kids. We have phones. We didn't know what they were doing to them. We still don't have the long-term effects, but we know the immediate effects are not good. Right? You know, it's the same thing like with with back in the day when smoking and it used to be advertised it used to be the same thing. on cocaine, to, the same drug. Yeah, cocaine. and we didn't. Yeah, we didn't know people back in the day didn't know the effects of. Yep. Smoking cigarettes. Some of them thought it was, it was somewhat healthy, you know, or drinking a beer at halftime or whatever. Yeah. They thought it was somewhat healthy. And then you yeah. finally get the data, and yeah. the data shows this. So then that's when everybody started to make the corrections or whatnot. Yeah. So I think it's the same way with the phone. Oh, it's, it's and, and where we had it. Yeah. The Surgeon so, General and our medical community here is starting to really think of banning social media under 18 now. Wow. Yeah, that's good. That's something. Yeah. 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 So thank so this you. is great. Yeah, I'm gonna have all all this in the show notes, folks. Thank so you. you know, make sure that you that you link up, you follow Larissa um, at the Mental Game Academy, whether it's on LinkedIn, Facebook, IG, yep. um, what she has going, her and her her um, you know her company, what she do, does, especially for athletes. I think it's needed. Thank you. It is needed. Thank you. So. Larissa, thank you so much for being a guest on the Shark Effect. Uh, we, we, I got, I'm going to have you on again. Thank you. Because there's some other things that part we got to dive into. That's right, part two. All right. So check it. If you like today's show, I want you to do me a couple of favors. I want you to subscribe. I want you to give me a rating and give me a review. And then the fourth thing, I want you to share it. Okay? And I'm not saying this for selfish reasons. When you guys do this, the more ratings, the more stars we get, five stars are dope, but the more impactful guests that we can have on the show. And the more impactful guests we have on the show, I think the more insights and the more value we can deliver for you all, my listeners. Okay, so if you guys can do that, it'll help us out. 
which will in turn help you out. Keep aligning, assigning, and adjusting yourself to the person that you want to become.